Okay, let's take a break from today's action and let's talk some overlooked stocks. George Tillis is our man with the movers that you missed in today's session. And uh, George, we've got a couple winners here. Triumph Group is an interesting one that uh, had a pretty big rally. Definitely overlooked in the industrial aerospace category, I think. OJ, there's something going on, buddy, when it comes to the aerospace companies, especially those that are dealing with aerostructures and materials. We've talked about uh, uh, Carpenter Technologies uh, and, of course, one of their competitors, Allegheny Technologies. Both of stocks are doing well this year. And if you look at Triumph Group, uh, which is a company that has a broad-based portfolio of aerostructures and aircraft components uh, and also avionic systems, and they sell multiple systems and multiple types of uh, products across commercial, military, and defense and business jets. Uh, their stock is up about 51% over the last year. So I think there's some positive trends going on that are slowly and steadily moving to the upside besides what's going on from the macro and of course market volatility. There are stocks like this that are moving higher and I think it has to do with the fact that there's a, a nice turnaround story from a, a, uh, an industry group which has uh, been decimated, uh, for lack of a better word, because of COVID, but also because of bigger players and, and big uh, uh, partners, as well as uh, end market uh, users and consumers like Boeing. And, and I think perhaps some of the contract issues and renegotiations and lost revenue from Boeing for companies like Triumph and some of the others we've talked about uh, might, be, uh, might be over. Okay. So, uh, George, how come um, it can do so well after missing the uh, the top line, though? I mean, isn't that a pretty big bit, a pretty big miss? Fifty million on three twenty? Yeah, it did. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, they did miss on top line sales. They reported, I think it was a week ago. Uh, they came in with a revenue number, a year over year contraction, twenty five percent. They did beat Ugh. earnings uh, by about a penny. They came in around twenty one cents. But compared to the previous year, that was an improvement coming in around nine cents. So what do we see? We actually see 25% uh, revenue contraction, but I went back and looked two quarters ago, and this was back in May of uh, 2021, the uh, growth rate was negative 32%. So we're seeing improvement, albeit again, it is a deceleration or decline. Uh, we're actually seeing that decline uh, get less worse, if you will, or less bad. The other thing is, is their EBITDA margins are expanding. And if you consider uh, what Jeffries uh, did today, they upgraded the stock. They actually pointed out a couple of things I found interesting. Just to compare, like I said, six months ago, revenue was at 32% contraction this quarter. So just fast forward uh, six months, we have a, a situation where revenue is down 25% year over year. But for 2022, the expectation is 3% positive. And then 2023, we're looking at uh, 8%. Now, if you look at 2022, with revenues growing at 3%, uh, EBITDA is expected to grow 11%. And then if you look at 2023, we're talking about 16% on 11 or an 8% uh, sales growth. So we're seeing two to three times EBITDA growth relative to sales growth. If that's the case, the stock should trend higher. And, and I think that's why we're seeing a nice movement in the stock slowly and surely. They've got some of these headwinds associated with unwinding these bad contracts, especially from Boeing. And if you look at the three-year chart, it's nearly break-even. And and a lot of these names like Carpenter, Allegheny, even Spirit Aerosystems, which is really Boeing-centric, that company is still struggling down 47% over the last three years. Here, Triumph is actually showing improving trends in revenue, also faster-growing EBITDA trends, and it's nearly at break-even for the last three years. Now, that's a 
that's to say something, especially when you're dealing in an industry group that got decimated because of two things. One, Boeing, which had its own idiosyncratic issues, and two, COVID. Okay. All right. So it's a comeback story, uh, a miss on expectations, yeah. but market looking past it to the other side. Greener grass uh, awaits uh, in a uh, economic rebound and a demand for uh, materials and parts that uh, you know are used for some pretty big industrial uh, applications. And uh, it's still below its pre-COVID high too, uh, 23 bucks right. versus 29. Kind of reminds me of Spirit Aero Systems a little bit, uh, which is well, well below its pre-COVID high, but that's like a more direct Boeing trade. Precisely. I think that's a good point to bring up because you think about spirit aerosystems, mostly their, their products go into commercial jets. And you have to look at companies like Triumph Group. Uh, they actually have not just fuselages. That's what spirit aerosystem focuses mostly on. But when it comes down to, to Triumph's business, it's, it's diversified. They have aeronautic equipment, uh, electronic support systems, and also systems that support the Department of Defense for things like aerospace rockets and so forth. So they've got a diversified revenue stream, but they're not immune to Boeing. They certainly had Boeing as one of their major customers, but at the very least they seem to, now this is Triumph Group, uh, seem to getting, be getting close to at least break even from three years ago. And that's something to be said for uh, this company relative to Spirit Aerosystems, which I think is still down like 40 or something percent since its three year uh, uh, price point uh, 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 three years ago. And it really started to decline because of Boeing. That was even pre-COVID. But overall, I think this is an interesting name and perhaps I wanted to keep an eye on. And I think the $26 price target uh, that was placed by uh, Jeffries has some merit. Okay, uh, interesting, George, All right? Nice find. Uh, you've got an even more overlooked one. This is DZS, ticker DZS on, up 7.5%. Never heard of this company before, George. Uh, stock's done pretty well during COVID. It's like the least known telecoms play that, um, I mean, is that, they are telecoms, right? Yeah, so it's a, it's a communications equipment provider. You know, they talk, they compete with companies like Netgear, uh, Plantronics. Avaya, For sure, know all those names. Uh, competitive. Yeah, yeah, you know those bigger ones. But basically, they, they have five product areas. It's telecom and enterprise customers they focus on, but they have broadband, mobile, Ethernet switches, things like optical, LAN, and software-defined networking. So they integrate hardware and software. Uh, I think it's a small name that has been sort of underlooked or under the radar. Uh, if you look at its reported earnings last quarter, which was on the which was on February 10th, they actually posted uh, a loss of eight cents on a gap basis, but that was much better than the 15 cent expectation. But top line sales grew at 11 percent year over year with a B. And you actually have to compare that to last quarter. It showed, or the company had about a six percent decline year over year. So you're seeing improving revenue trends, but also uh, improving by over 100 percent, 113 percent EBITDA trends, and that's what we want to see for some turnaround stories. I mean, the stock is up about 14% in the last six months. If you look at Netgear, that larger uh, competitor is actually down about 25%, and Avaya is down about 30%. So this is a small, more nimble company with a market cap that's about 430 million, uh, with revenue uh, in the last uh, four quarters that are close to 400 million. So it's not trading at a very lofty price of sales. And it also has a pretty, uh, pretty aggressive did actually it met actually some targets for new customer acquisitions both domestically and internationally it actually exceeded that for 2022 and i think that's one of the reasons why revenue growth increased 
relative to the expectations. And there are some analysts that are picking up on it now. Uh, it looks like Needham has got a $20, uh, $20 price target from 18 and also B. Riley up to 25 from 22. I think it's the highest on the street. But both of these uh, these firms, I think, look, are looking at what you know is obvious to me at the very least is showing EBITDA trends that are improving faster than revenue. And, and that's what you want to see for either mm. trend reversals or trend continuation patterns, which uh, which DZZ, I'm sorry, DZS looks like it's uh, it's manifesting into. Okay, earnings growth outpacing uh, revenue growth. Uh, that's that's pretty rare. Uh, a good one to find, uh, George. All right, a couple uh, deep overlooked stocks for us today. Nice, good discoveries here. Up stocks in a down market. S and P was down, so we can say that up stocks in a down market. Thank you, George, our contributor, joining us from our Salt Lake crew.